Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GMS Magazine podcast. I am Paco Garcia, your host. This is the RPG Interview Room, the show in which I'm lucky enough to get together with some of the best people in the world of role-playing games and ask them a ton of questions about their projects, their games, and their dreams. Today, I have an interview with Anthony Oliveira and Kerry Smith, who are working very hard to get out a new edition for Savage Worlds of Battlelords of the 23rd Century, which is an absolutely fantastic science fiction role-playing game. I have known Battle Lords of the 23rd century for a while since they were kind enough to send me a review copy a few months ago that I am booked. It is a very hefty game with loads and loads and loads of content. So I was very keen and happy when they said that they were going to release one for Savage Worlds because, well, it's a lot thinner, a lot thinner. And it's a great system for these kind of epic games. So that was absolutely brilliant. So I wanted to ask Anthony a lot of questions about what's going to be going on. But Anthony thought, you know what, Kerry's doing fantastic work by doing some wonderful Uh, absolutely wonderful games uh, on on her YouTube channel. And I thought, oh, okay, that sounds that sounds pretty good. I like it. So yeah, um both have some very cool stuff to to talk about. And I very much look forward to you listening to it. If you want to be featured and come to this podcast, please get in touch. Podcast at gmsmagazine.com. That's uh, our email. Or get in touch with me on uh, Twitter. I am at GMS Magazine. Uh, just so you know, uh, also Chris Chris Diaz is going to join us at the very end of the podcast to ask a few questions, which was absolutely brilliant. He wanted to be here sooner, but unfortunately, life got in the way. So, without further ado, oh, by the way, please do leave us a review in whatever platform you listen to the podcast. It really helps a lot for us to be found by other people and it means the world to us so thank you very much indeed and now without further ado here is the interview and my dog barking and hello anthony kerry so so cool having you around and This is possibly a very, very, well, not possibly, this is a very fake kind of hello, because we've been talking for about 15 minutes now. Hi. <laughs> hello. Thanks for having us. It's it's great having you here, uh, seriously, uh, because uh, I've known, well, I've known Battlelords of the 23rd century since you very kindly sent me this ginormous book. When was that? It was a year and a half ago, wasn't it? Could have been, yeah. At least, yeah, at least a year ago. It was, and I, I looked at the book and thought, "Holy shit! People can actually write this many words. This is, wow, unbelievable." And then I looked inside, and it looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. And I didn't know that there were five different editions of the game. But now there is going to be another one, which is what brings us here. Why? But we'll take, okay, this is this is a very big question. So before <laughs> before we, we jump into that, um, tell me who you both are, because um, Anthony, I have interacted with you, but but Kerry, I have not interacted with you. So Kerry, do you start? Who are you? Why are you here? What's your relationship with the game? Uh, I am Kerry Smith. Um, she, her pronouns, and I am a storyteller. I run basically any kind of game that I can get my hands on. So uh, whenever Battle Lords came into view, I I had not known anything about it before. Um, but then mutual friends and interactions on Twitter, I, I come across it. I come across uh, the Battle Lords, you know, Savage Worlds account, and I'm like, okay. Okay, wait, I love Savage Worlds. What is this? What's going on here? So I'm really happy I'm going to have a chance to run it soon. That sounds uh, good to me. And, and Anthony, who, I mean, stupid question for me to you because I know who you are, but people don't. So who are you? Why are you here? Sure. I, uh, uh, my name is Tony Oliveira. I 
run 23rd Century Productions with uh, three other people. And we are the new home of Battle Lords of the 23rd Century uh, role-playing game, which has actually been around for 31 years now in print. Um, and uh, we are developing a Savage Worlds version uh, of the game, which is uh, what uh, brought us here today. Today, Yes, which makes me very, very interested for various reasons. Um, five edition of, editions of the game, 30-odd uh, years in, in printing... Why go Savage Worlds now? Uh, I think we're the, actually the third company to helm the Battle Lords brand. And um, the, the, the first company that wrote it, um, they, pre, they predated Savage Worlds. Um, and they wrote, they designed the game mechanics. So they were pretty happy with what they'd come up with. And the second company that helmed the brand, I don't think they had any um, intentions of, of deviating from that. Um, but when we took over the game market had kind of changed a little. The industry as a whole had changed a little, and there was this preference for um, lighter weight game mechanics that run faster. And Battle Lords is not that. Battle Lords is simulationist. Um, it is very crunchy, but it's got this 30-year history, and there's so much cool stuff in that universe. And so we wanted to make it available um, to people who, who wanted something um, a, a little lighter weight, a little faster, uh, in terms of game mechanics, uh, we didn't think there was any reason just to restrict uh, the setting to uh, uh, to the uh, to the number crunchers. Okay, which begs the question: In that case, why Savage Worlds instead of another system? You know, with less crunchy system like, than the one you have. I mean, like a PBTA or something. You know, the Black Hack or something similar. Why? Why did you choose Savage Worlds? We looked at about five different open systems. We knew immediately that we didn't want to go the 5e route. Um, there are so many games out there for 5e and um, with a lot with a lot of them it kind of feels like trying to pound a square peg into a round hole um, and we didn't want to go that route. And we looked at a couple others. Um, we ruled out Fate just really that came down to personal preference. I'm, I, I love the Dresden Files game but I'm not a real big fan of the mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Savage Worlds was already out there. They already had this history of licensing the game for other settings, for other companies. Um, it's a very adaptable rule set. And we said, this is the way to go. Kerry, when you saw um, this game being translated into Savage Worlds, what was your initial, they need to do this for this to work? Because you, you're you're an expert on, on Savage Worlds. You, you well... What do you think had to happen for this game to work in Savage Worlds? Um, first of all, I was—I am not particularly a crunchy games person. I am very—I am story-based. I am not good with numbers a lot of the time. So if I have to do a lot of number crunching, sometimes I'm like, eh, no, we'll just—we'll just skip that." It doesn't work in my brain. So, there with you. <laughs> yeah. So just seeing a system that I'm already familiar with, I don't have to learn a whole new set of gameplay. I don't have to know how to play the game. It's already, hey, I know how to play Savage Worlds. With Battle Lords just fusing together with that, I get a whole new game. And while there's plenty to learn for Battle Lords, I'm, I'm currently still learning. Um, to run the game that's coming up, I I definitely just appreciate the simplicity of already knowing the Savage Worlds game system. I just I think it's such a good system and it's very adaptable. So I I love to see Battle Lords here with it. Are you two working together to develop the the rules of, of sorry to develop the game for Savage Worlds or is that something that's going on separately? Uh, it's mostly separately. I'm I'm doing the 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 game design, and we've given Carrie free reign to do what she wants in terms of her actual play. Um, we've given her all the materials. We've given her uh, all the classic Battle Lords materials, and and she's got access to all of the Savage Worlds Battle Lords materials before anybody else has even seen them. Um, so we're excited to see what she's going to do with it. But if she tells me we've screwed up somewhere, we're going to change it. 
So <laughs> I, she, I think she'll be uh, one of the first people to be able to give us that feedback. I, I like that an awful lot um, because it's risky. Uh, I mean, it's, it's risky for, for you, Anthony, because Carrie, you could decide to do something completely off the charts with with this and well and get away with it uh, so so there there is there's a, there's a risk in there how how do you actually come together the two of you I mean, how do you meet i know it's a very weird question to ask in this environment but how do you <laughs> how did the relationship start i i don't even know the point <laughs> that we followed each other on twitter it was just we were following each other i um i my first Savage Worlds like experience was with Deadlands. Okay. I have a show called Deadlands: The Crossroads, and that's where I, you know, started learning Savage Worlds in general. And then I'm looking at all these different systems you can run with Savage Worlds. I find Battle Lords. It's um, talking about the risk factor for it. That's a very important part for me. Whenever I am, even a, before I even agreed to do this, like I was like, I absolutely want to do this. This is what I want to do, but I need you to tell me what you want out of it. Like, I want it to be beneficial for both of us. I get to run this awesome game. What do you want to make sure that I show people? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm only doing two sessions. I- I've broken it down to... I'm doing two episodes of, of this little tiny series here from this huge game that mm. is so extensive and wonderful. So I, I, it was very important to me that I'm like, what do you want me to show? So I, while there was a risk, I feel like we have, I feel like we've come to a decent enough understanding where I hope I can do this game justice. And Anthony, what about you? I mean, what was about Carrie that you thought, yeah, she can she can carry the flag? Um, I've been been dreading to cover this because it's going to sound weird, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> what, we saw what she was doing with Deadlands, um, uh, and I mean, she's got multiple cast members and interweaving story arcs. Um, and all of these actors that she's working with doing these actual plays. So we knew she could do it. Um, but honestly, the one thing that I knew when I, I said, oh, there's a Battle Lords Game Master, um, was when she killed off the character. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yeah, we, um, you know, because uh, Battle Lords is, is it's military sci-fi. Sometimes mm. people don't make it. And, uh, and uh, I, I knew that was... Um, that was it. But I mean, the, when, if you watch her do the Deadlands stuff, I mean, it's amazing. Just, just the I, behind the scenes management of that many people and that many story arcs. I don't know how she does it. Well, um, let's, let's just call it talent and practice and, and a lot of effort and hard work. Um, I think that pretty much should cover, shouldn't it? Okay. Um, now we've we've talked a little bit about you. We've talked a little bit about uh, Savage Worlds, which we will go back in, into it in a minute. But um, for the people out there who don't know what um, Battle Lords of the Twenty Third Century is all about, give me an introduction. What what would be the elevator pitch for the game? Um, Battle Lords is a it's a military science fiction game set in the twenty third century. Um, characters are basically expendable corporate mercenaries, and they are in a galaxy at war. Um, the uh, we have a lot of um, sort of dark future elements. Most of the most of the uh, the the galaxy is run by these giant mega corporations, and you sign up for a contract to work for them, and you're you know if if uh, if you make it, great. You can retire. If you don't make it, well, they'll just hire somebody else. Um, but uh, you, you've got uh, a number of different antagonists in the game. We've got the arachnids, which look really cool because they're these techno-organic monsters. We have the Atlantean nano swarms, and a lot of times you're just fighting with other corporate mercenaries um, because the, all of the uh, the megacorps are looking to get ahead, and uh, they're just using you guys as pawns. Um, but uh, typically we see players running as, as mercenaries or soldiers as, or as spies, uh, or even pirates. We get pirates too. Um, but uh, it's, uh, 
there are some reoccurring themes in there that uh, give it that sort of dark future. Uh, Gary, what was it that caught your eye about Battle Lords? Because, I mean, apart from, from the rules, which obviously are going to be reworked, but it is a very crunchy world. I mean, there's a huge amount of lore in there. I mean, how, how big is the book? Is it 600 pages about that? About 540 for the core rules for classic Battle Lords. Yeah. So Savage Worlds won't be that big. Oh, I hope so, because I, 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 that I would like to read. So, um, <laughs> uh, that would be great. So uh, what, what is it that attracted you from, from it? Didn't it intimidate you to see that megatome? Uh, yes, it did. I'm, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it absolutely did. I looked at it and was like, oh my gosh. Um, but honestly, the setting itself is what drew me into it initially, because... I I mean, who doesn't love sci-fi? I just love sci-fi. And so I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait. You can be a cat? There's a cat race? What is going on here? So finally diving into just more of looking at all the different races and, and all of the different armor types. Armor is something that you hardly really see in TTRPGs. Like, oh, sure, you have your armor. You have, it gives you a plus two. That's cool. Mm. But this feels so much more like immersive you you your armor means something and i, I really i really thought that was just awesome uh, one thing that um talking from my own experience one thing that really gets me hooked to a game is when i can read just a few pages and immediately start to get adventure ideas immediately i start to see myself within that world. Um, Carrie, what, what is it about the game? What, what were the elements that made you, that inspire you to, to say, you know, I can make this sort of adventure. The, I, can, I can create this. What aspects of the game did that for you? Uh, again, I think that comes down to the setting and it's such a big game. There's so much to it that no, you're not expected to have everything, mm -hmm. you know, you're not expected to have everything in this book in your game. So it's like the pick and choose option that you have as a storyteller, as I'm just looking at the rules, I'm automatically like, okay, that's going to happen over here. And then I'm going to put this over there. And it's just so much to work with. It's such a extensive and deep setting that I can pick and choose whatever I, I want for my story and the players will take care of the rest. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. And by the way, and, and this is, you know, kind of in brackets disclaimer, I'm asking you an awful lot of questions like this because I would like people who have little to no knowledge of the game and experience to actually see and hear what somebody who comes fresh into the game uh, is finding attractive. Uh, because, yeah, Anthony, I, I, I can ask you a ton of questions, but you are the expert. I mean, you, you probably know the game inside out, you know, come on, page 323, paragraph four, what does it say? Uh, I bet you'd probably be able to give me an idea. Um, so, but but Kerry, that, that's why I'm interested in your perspective, because let's face it, it's a game with an incredible amount of information. How accessible did you find it? Um, that's a tricky question, because I am awful at looking at rules on computers. Okay. I like having the books. I like having them in front of me. So I'm definitely, I love, don't get me wrong, love the early access of everything, but um, definitely would benefit from, I can't wait to get my hands on like all of those hard copies, you know? Um, but as for actually looking through the books, once I'm, you know, hitting that table of contents, it's, it's very, while there's a lot going on there, it is absolutely, you have any information you could possibly need as a game master or a player, just to look through those books and figure out who you want to be, what kind of, what kind of adventure you want to be, you know, it's, it's really good. I, mm -hmm. I'm liking it a lot. Granted, still looking through, um, but... I, I'd love it. It's okay. Great. No, I, I love that enthusiasm. I, I love how you're, how you're obviously very hooked on it. I mean, you, 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 uh, uh, even from here, I can sense you're very invested 
in, in getting to understand and, and, and play the game, which to me it speaks volumes, really. That's that's pretty good. Um, well, I'm happy to hear that. We we always build Battle Wars. The Battle Wars universe is being expansive. As you you can do anything in it. You know, we have some players who play rock stars or bodyguards or you know who who knows. But we we it's it's good to hear that people can can wrap their heads around it because we've had some experiences in the past where people are like this is just it's too much i don't know where to start so i'm I'm glad to hear that you got that i can do anything with this yeah. vibe from reading the book yeah i could definitely understand the i don't know where to start mentality because that was me for a solid five minutes whenever i'm looking at all of these pdfs i'm like uh <laughs> what but uh, my, my advice for the i don't know where to start people would definitely be just don't think the book is going to tell you what to be or what to do or what to play your decide like you have all of the information available to you it's just about what you want so. okay um i'm funny Let, let's go a little bit into the um fiddly bits of mm -hmm. converting the game into savage worlds um because i'm not going to say it's diametrically opposed set of rules but they are very very different what's what's been the biggest challenge that you have to overcome in order to, to transfer everything to to savage worlds um some of it is is what i call loss of granularity just because there are less stats for lack of a better word in savage worlds um little differences in say weapons or armor that are easily representable in battle cards are not representable in uh, Savage Worlds. Like, you know, Carrie was saying, you know, if you've just got a, a plus one armor, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do to differentiate between this suit of plus one armor and this suit of plus one armor. Um, but I think the biggest problem we had, or biggest difficulty, was Battle Orge uses a lot of wear down mechanics, a lot of ablative mechanics, where you're, you're, you're wearing things down over time. Savage Worlds doesn't do that at all. I mean, other than your three wounds, that's the only number it tracks. Um, and so it was very difficult to translate a lot of our game mechanics, which rely on that wearing something down principle over to Savage Worlds, which doesn't want the players tracking anything. It wants them just, you know, look at the number. That's what you need. It never changes. How did you overcome that? I mean, how, what, what, what did you have to let go of in order to make that happen? Um, some of those wear down mechanics were just discarded. Okay. Just were like we could put it in, but it's not worth the complexity. Um, for the ones we kept, um, a lot of times we emulated the existing wound mechanics. So now, like in Savage Worlds, characters get wounds. Well, now your armor can get wounds. Oh. Um, and once your armor wounds are gone, just like your character would be gone, your armor is no longer functional. So in a lot of cases, we just adapted an existing mechanic. Um, and then there are a couple of cases where we came up with something new, and I think people will uh, will like it. New like what? Um, the uh, example I always give is Battle Wars has flux shields. They're like force shields. Um, and again, they use that wear down mechanic where you're, you're knocking points off of it until it's gone. Um, how we represented that in uh, Savage Worlds is because nobody likes to count points till things are gone. Um, it just ignores a certain number of damage dice. Mm -hmm. So if you, um, it'll ignore 10 dice before it's all used up. So if you have a gun that does seven dice of damage, it ignores those first seven. And then if you have a gun that does another five points of damage, it's going to ignore um, you know, three of those five. And then the last two get through. And then after that, it's gone. So rather than tracking individual points of damage, you're just discarding dice. Okay, that I can see how that would simplify things considerably. Kerry, uh, had you had the chance to to play test that that mechanic already, or are you just mega looking forward to it? Yeah, no, I'm looking <laughs> forward to all of this. Um, the reason I'm I'm definitely doing two different sessions for this like showcase that I have going on is because the players that I've chosen, I trust them. They've been okay. in many other uh, shows of mine. They're all in Deadlands. And um, 
I know that while we are going to showcase the mechanics, we're also going to tell a crazy story. And I'm excited for both of those things, but I definitely want to make sure that anything mechanic-wise that maybe wasn't quite understood or is like learning in the first session, we'll have down by the second one. And people will be able to see how how those work in play. Like, I'm definitely excited to... Usually I cut out some of the rules explaining because I'm so story-based, but I'm excited to leave that in for this one of, okay, yeah, this is how this works. I've explained it, now let's see it in action. So I'm really excited for all of all of this. I mean, I wish I could showcase everything, but I'm going to have to pick like a solid, you know, 12. <laughs> I, I love how um, the idea of doing things from the first session and then cementing them in the second if at some point it doesn't go exactly as it should or you need to revise because um, we, we tend to assume that we're going to be able to play the game 100% first time we put it on the table and I mean I don't know any of you but I can tell you that in my case it doesn't happen at all like that. I need a few sessions to actually get to grips with the rules, especially the new ones. So, so that I, I like the sound of a lot. That sounds pretty, pretty excellent. Now, um, character creation, um, Anthony, how how is it going to work in Savage Worlds compared with how it did or does in the current system? Um, they're very similar, um, both in Savage Worlds and Battle Lords. You, if you're in a in a setting that has different uh, different species or different races, you start by picking out you know which one you'd like to play, and it gets certain uh, advantages or disadvantages depending on whether you want to play the giant cat or the um, alien samurai uh, or or the, uh, uh, you know, the, the psychic mind melters, whatever you, you decide to play, and then from there. Um, you're picking your skills out. Uh, the skill list is a lot shorter in Savage Worlds than it is in Battle <laughs> um, And then really from there, it's um, just, you know, once you pick your profession um, and, and probably your, your game master will tell you who you're working for in terms of a mega corp employer, uh, it's just picking out your gear, your, your weapons and armor, and, and, uh, and, and it's all customizable. In, is particularly the armor. It's all customizable in Battle Wars. So that's that's. I think that's a lot of the fun too, uh, is is making that suit of armor your own and trying to anticipate what you're going to run into, what they're going to be shooting at you, and what you need to to, to counter that. I have a, a fairly uh, difficult question um, to to ask because uh, one of the things that uh, converting something to Savage Worlds is. I don't want to use the word dangerous, but it can be tricky because the Savage Worlds uh, fandom is very passionate about Savage Worlds and they don't take lightly and kindly when people release something for Savage Worlds and they mess it up. What steps are you taking to make sure that the hardcore Savage Worlds fan is going to be okay with what you release? Well, we start by putting our fingers in there. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> re really, what we're 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 counting on is well, first we had a great group of playtesters, okay. and they were the first in line to tell me this is still too complex. This needs simplified. So I'm hoping we took the the complexity that is Savage or that is Battle Wars and narrow that down enough to where um, the Savage World players will still enjoy it, uh, but. The other thing we're planning on doing is when we were, when the if the the products are successfully kickstarted, the books are pretty much ready to go at that point in PDF format. We will release them as an alpha test. Okay. And we're going to listen to that feedback. And if the, if the the backers are telling us something needs changed or something's too complex, um, we'll revise it. Uh, it's not uh, it's not set in stone at this point. We we want to get it right. Um, I understand there's there's a certain group of Savage Worlds players that really don't like any new rules. I don't know if we can appease those that group. Um, uh, you know, anytime you have a new setting, there's going to be new rules. It's the same way with rifts and, and, and deadlines. Um, but we, we're really trying to keep it streamlined and smooth. Carrie, how do you feel about that? Uh, the way I look at rules is 
if you don't want to use them, just don't. Now, if it's gonna make that game not really that game anymore, cool, but the rules are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Try them. I don't know. Try them out. If you don't like them, drop them at your table. You don't have to have every single rule that a game system gives you to tell your story. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very fair. And as somebody who takes rules and completely destroys them on a regular basis, I, I'm completely with you. Um, completely with you there. Okay, so we have created the characters. Uh, I would like to know a little bit more about the lore, the kind of world that people are going to be playing with. What what are the societies like? So uh, in Battlelords, there are, if I can remember correctly, 14 different species that you can play. Uh, and they've basically come together in this mutual protection pact and formed an alliance against the invasion of the arachnid and their techno-organic horde. Now, a lot of these species don't really like each other. They don't really get along. Some of them have been at war with each other in the past. So there's always sort of this tension, uh, typically within a battle lords group of, I don't like those guys over there. They bombed my planet a hundred years ago. Um, or I don't like those guys cause they want to eat me. Uh, so the, the, um, the, the, there's always that sort of unique tension, but at the same point, because it is military sci-fi, there's this understanding that even though you may not like that person over there, they're going to get your back because if they don't, you're all going to die. <laughs> so there's sort of this camaraderie that you see. And I think that's what change, uh, sets Battle Lords apart from sort of the, the Dungeons and Dragons backstabbing thief where you, well, you know, that guy's going to mess with us all or, or don't trust her. Um, you may not like them, but you know, they're probably still going to have your back because if they don't, y'all might not make it. Um, and something I'm very interested in is when creating the world, what has been the thought or the philosophy behind diversity and inclusion within the game itself? Uh, I encourage anybody to pick up the quick start rules, either classic or savage worlds. They're both available for free. Or we also have an interior art preview um, that you can download off drive through RPG and just look at the pictures. Um, all our artists are multinational. Um, we, we try and made it, make it as inclusive in po as possible, both in the people who are developing the game and the people who are portrayed in the game. Now with the aliens, you can't really tell, but if you look at the humans in the book, we've got everybody, I think we've got everybody covered. Um, and um, that was one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we did. And uh, the other one, uh, the, the other goal we had when we were making it is we wanted to make sure that the uh, all of the women in the book were portrayed as being professional and competent. Because back in the early days of the game, that wasn't necessarily the case uh, back in the early 90s. But if you look at every illustration in that book, um, I think that stands out. Uh, it, uh, a lot of people don't realize, if you look at the cover of the core rulebook for classic battle lords, there's a character in full mechanized battle armor. Um, that's the same woman who's on the back cover. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, so we, we've, we've tried our best. Hopefully we got there. I like that you have described the female characters as strong, sorry, as uh, competent uh, rather than as strong. Because I, I hear so many times say, "Oh, this is you know, this is a strong female character," and I can't help but think about what does that mean exactly. Um, Kerry, how do you feel about the the diversity and the inclusion within the game when you've taken a look at it? I think it's very well done. There was never, I never batted an eye at like, oh, oh, maybe these guys are jerks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> through, never, never crossed my mind at all. Have you, have you had some, um, Anthony, when, when rewriting the game and for the, the crowdfunding campaign, is there going to be a budget for a sensitivity reading consultant so everything can be as polished as possible on that arena? Um, we have two um, volunteers, thankfully, that read through them. Um, one um, reads for a um, sort of a disability focus, an ableism focus, and the other reads um, for diversity focus. 
uh, what we found is because there are some uh, gritty themes in the game. It is military science fiction. Um, We've really found that our best bet in a lot of cases is to make sure that disclaimer up front is real clear. This is what you're going to see in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't like that or that doesn't make you comfortable, you know, stop reading now. And uh, one of the writers is also a nurse. So we, we make sure that a lot of the terms in there are medically correct. Okay. Um, we had somebody uh, at one point say, you know, wh- one of the themes in the game is you can work yourself up into this battle rage. And they, they were worried about, well, that's, you know, you, you actually use the term suicide in there. You can, you can work yourself into a suicidal rage. And we were like, well, yeah, medically that, you know, suicidal ideation Hmm. is what's occurring there. And yeah, we put a disclaimer about that up front, but that's the medically accurate term. I can't really candy coat it. Um, and if that bothers you, either don't use it or don't read it. Um, we don't tell any, like Gary said, if you don't like a rule, you know, don't use it. No, that's, that's, that's very, very fair enough indeed. Um, in terms of product, um, the new Savage Worlds edition is going to be funded because I can predict now that it will be funded. Um, I, I haven't even asked you about the campaign yet, but you know this is this will be funded. Um, what's going to happen to the current rule set? Are you also going to keep supporting it with new products? Uh, is Savage Worlds and, and the current system going to be developed in parallel? How how is the company going to work that? Yeah, we're we're masochists, so we're going to do. <laughs> I feel uh, there, that's so hard. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no plans to discontinue classic battle lords um, um, in, in lieu of savage battle lords. They're they're both going to run concurrently and simultaneously. So, um, yeah, we're we're going to do both. Okay, uh, and Carrie, about you know the, what you have seen already. What what else would you like to see? Hmm. What else would I like to see? Um, I don't know if I can successfully answer that question. Okay. Maybe, maybe after I run it, I'll be like, <laughs> oh man, this, I should have done this. And then I'll look and I'll be like, oh, it was in there. So we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. See. Okay. Well, uh, then in the case, I, I very much look forward to asking you that question in a few weeks time. That would be, that would be a, a great thing to find out. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, the crowdfunding campaign. Uh, Anthony, when is it starting? We're going to shoot for this spring, so hopefully uh, mid to late April. Um, We just posted the first little snippet of our Kickstarter video on Twitter uh, today. Um, So we've got um, Nicole over at uh, Devious Squirrel Studios working on the new Kickstarter for us. Uh, And we've got Kiki. She's working on uh, new covers for all of the Savage Battle Lords work. Um, Kiki does all our covers. and uh, so hopefully once that artwork is done and the video is done, uh, we'll get it up and running. Other than that, we're ready to press go. <laughs> all, the, all the text is in there. So hopefully by uh, end of April. Okay. And what's, what are the pledge levels going to be like? Um, we're trying to keep this one um, real simple. It's, you know, whether you want the PDF or both, that's pretty much going to be the extent um, there are a few other pledge levels where if you're interested in some of the classic Battle Lords stuff, you can get that as a bundle at a discounted rate in addition to your Savage Battle Lords stuff. But we are trying to keep the, the pledge levels pretty streamlined and then just offering everyone um, a lot of add-ons if they want. Um, and, uh, and I think well, the two I'm excited about are if Savage Worlds uses playing cards mm-hmm. and they a lot of times they'll use poker chips to represent um, bennies so if you want battle lords themed playing cards and poker chips <laughs> we're gonna have them um our art director's working on those now so i'm excited to see those okay that sounds that sounds amazing and and the, the hard question that uh considering where i live i have to ask is what is the european fulfilling going to be like uh, we're still using um games quest okay. to do our uh our eu and uk fulfillment um, they, uh, due to Brexit, now have a, a warehouse. I think they've got one in England, Germany, and now Australia. Yeah. So they have fulfillment centers all across Europe and Pan-Asia. So hopefully it shouldn't be a problem. Um, 
it, uh, uh, it, it uh, we'll just have to see everything, well, uh, everything. I mean, I, I seldom back any projects at the moment because of all the uh, VAT situation. But I have to say that GameQuest is one of the, the ones who've dealt with it in the proper way. So I don't have to overpay, uh, you know, they, whenever I have, I've received anything from them, uh, I only, if I have to pay anything at all, I only have to pay VAT. Uh, because yeah. the, one of the one of the problems is that sometimes we have to pay VAT plus a brokerage charge, which the last time the last game I received was a little Japanese game called A Kindly Word World, which I paid I think it was twelve or thirteen dollars for. It was a very very cheap little card game, and VAT was twenty one percent on that plus the shipping and then I had to pay five euros as brokerage. So I was like, wait, where is that going? Fifty percent of the cost of the game is paying you for the privilege of handling me paying you the VAT as well? Ow. Yeah. Ow, that sucks. We're trying to make sure that all of our backers avoid uh having to pay VAT where it's handled on our end, where it's it's coming out of the uh, uh a country either in the UK or EU. Um, we just had a bunch of packages come out of the UK warehouse where they had been ordered prior to the switch and then they were available after the switch. And we just told GamesQuest, just charge us for the bat. I'm not going to ding the end purchaser because of the, the, the timing. So we, we try and make sure that all our backers get the best deal that we can right now the, the tough one are the canadians because they're getting the tariffs into canada whether it's coming from the uk or whether it's coming from the mm. u.s um are, are punishing sometimes yeah no I, I can see that i had somebody in facebook telling me that it would be cheaper to travel down to the u.s go to a store buy the game and go back into canada that actually have it shipped from from the US into Canada, even if there is just a distance of about fifty miles, so it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely. I think the world needs to get to grip with this shit because it's hurting us, and I don't like it at all. Um, I, I need to be able to go back to to know and back projects and Kickstarter, which I'm not doing at the moment at all. Uh, okay, uh, Kerry, uh, last few questions for you. Uh, one of the things I have is. Uh, what do you think is going to make, as a, as a streamer and player, what do you think is going to make a good, interesting uh, Battle Lord story? Uh, chaos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, this story is going to be titled Heads Will Roll. Okay. And um, I am, if all goes according to plan, everything's on track right now, it should be May 11th and May 18th. Okay. should be when both of these are available on my channel. And it's just going to be absolute sci-fi chaos. And I'm sure there will be plenty of disclaimers on bef on the screen before <laughs> heading into that video. But I'm very excited. Oh, that it's sounds... just going to be fully amped. That's, <laughs> that's what it's Let's be. bring it up to 11. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, for people who are going, are going to be thinking about uh, the... Or, you know, the GMs who like to create their own adventures. Considering what you have already read, uh, knowing that, you know, you still have an awful lot of research and reading to do on, on the game itself. But for people who actually like to create their adventures and they're a little bit unsure as to why they should back this game, what would your, you know, your top pointer be at the time of designing a story for, for Battle Lords? Um, I think my top pointer would be that it can quite literally be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to do a high, you know, high action session if you don't want to. It doesn't have to be that, you know, intense or in the middle of battle right here doing this, doing this. It's got, you have so many options. If you want to do a long campaign with this thing, you can have some you can have some downtime. You can have some recovery time. You can have some role play. I have fantastic role players in my group. I'm sure they're going to be role playing their little hearts out when I'm like, oh, yeah, high action. And they're like, hold on, we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. And I'm, I'm here for it. It's just you don't have to think, oh, I'm not really good at, you know, writing 
intense action scenes. You don't have to be. You just it can be whatever you want. It's just the setting. The setting it should sell you. It's wonderful. Awesome. Right, okay, we have Chris about to come in. So I think we should play a joke on him. We should play a prank. I think he just said, I need to say to him to come back. Uh, where's he going to come back? We should play a prank on him. And just whenever he asks anything, just say, oh, Paco already asked that. Uh, and then, yeah, no, I was joking. Um, we <laughs> and, and then answer uh, the question. And um, we have... One Chris Diaz joining us. Hello, Chris. Hello. We we have already started, like, I don't know how long ago, quite a while ago. Um, but that's absolutely fine because I already know you and you know how much I love you. And and it's, I think it's a good opportunity for actually for Anthony and Kerry to see that Anthony is still the best looking of the three of us. That's not true. Well, there's only one of us that's actually good because three of us have beards. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, you don't know each other. You know each other. So, uh, so, 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 Anthony, uh, Chris, uh, Kerry, Chris, Chris, Kerry, uh, Chris, Anthony. Hi. Nice to meet you all. Blah 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 blah. So, uh, so, okay. Uh, so, Chris is my co-host, uh, as, as, as you um, may know, and he has questions because he's done his due research, and although he's here later than expected, but I'm sure that he will be delighted to ask questions. Well, my primary one, uh, like I said, I, 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 fortunately, coming in late, you're like, we asked that question. Yeah, we asked that question, too. We asked that question. Uh, I actually have very little experience on the actual rule mechanics. So I was hoping that you can kind of give me a basic rundown on, on, the, on the core set that you're using and how you're applying it. Well, it's Savage Worlds. Yes, I, I, Savage Worlds. I actually have very little experience with. This is funny, which is really ironic because I um, I have two books in that system, but I gave it to somebody else. So that was what I was curious. Like, how how do you approach this system? Like, I have very little experience with Savage Worlds and Fate Core, which is another book I publish. Pardon, didn't you already ask that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of uh, Savage Worlds, the our method going in was if something didn't need change we weren't going to change it mm -hmm. so the the advancement system in savage worlds is essentially intact and unchanged the um, um the bennies the, the way I, I call them luck points the luck point system that's used in savage worlds is 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 unchanged um really it was about getting the uh, the battle lords armor and weapons the way they interact is unique and transferring that over into the Savage Worlds rule set. And what I'd like to think is that if, if that appeals to somebody that I've made it modular enough where you could just pop that out of Savage Battle Worlds and use it in any other Savage Worlds game where you want that kind of um, arm, unique uh, you know, armored infantry mechanic. Um, but uh, you know, really, we haven't deviated that much from the Savage Worlds rule set. We've tried to, to utilize existing concepts uh, as much as we can in, in, in implementing that over to, to reduce that learning curve uh, to someone who, who knows Savage Worlds but may not know Battle Lords. But, now, as, yeah, so sorry about that. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, as someone that has published, like I said, I, uh, uh, Christopher Stilson did my, uh, uh, my Savage Worlds adaptation. And I actually don't know the market on Savage World, so I don't know whether or not. Um, the only thing that was really weird about Savage World is I was told from the publisher that people don't like big books in Savage World. I'm not sure if you've gotten that experience. Um, I, I, like, have you been told like your books are too big? Yeah. Well, the um, I, I, if they mean literally big books, um, we did not go with the Savage World standards format size, so ours are eight and a half by 11. So they're bigger, you know, this way. But in terms of page count, we made sure to keep them 200 pages or less um, for all three of our Savage Battle Lords books. I think the core rules is 208. Um, but everything is under uh, 200 pages, which uh, that's about where Savage Rifts came in um, and, and a lot of the other books came in. So we tried to really keep the content in digestible book sizes so okay yeah, yeah, that, that, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead go ahead chris 
like I said, that 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 kind of falls in line with what I know because uh, my Amadeus game was 400 pages. And they're like, no, no, bring it down to 200. So let's split it up into two books. So I I, I can totally understand that now. Uh, it, when it comes to Savage Worlds, uh, like Savage World is a universal system similar to the way, way Fate works and uh, and other systems. So there has to have been, like I said, not knowing the market. I mean, I like my 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 setting is sci-fi fantasy. So there are science fiction classes presented, and so there has to be more than just you and me there has to be several science fiction settings for savage world what did you do that was mechanically or thematically different than somebody else well i think because we've been around for more than 30 years uh battle lords has a lot to offer in terms of setting and richness and depth and just the sheer amount of content that is in that setting now um and then in terms of mechanics Battle Wars has really unique mechanics the way weapons and armor interact. And I don't think that's ever been modeled in Savage Worlds. Um, our, our tagline was bringing futuristic infantry armored combat to Savage Worlds. Uh, so hopefully that's something that we've nailed without making it too complex. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that whole, you know, it's sort of a futuristic night. You're in your armored suit and you've customized it to your liking and you're out there. Uh, kicking butt and taking names, uh, you know, hopefully that will appeal to people within the battle world setting. Yeah. Curious about something. You mentioned uh, books at 208 pages are three books. Does that mean that the 540 pages has been reduced to 208 or it's been divided to be into more than one book? The, the, the classic Battle Lords book is about 540 pages minus the index. Okay. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so essentially what we did was we, that has been, um, I don't always say chopped up because there, there were a lot of modifications made, but, it, but essentially, yeah, we've chopped that into three separate books. We've reorganized it. A lot of that material is either discarded or integrated when the, the, the granularity of Battle Lords gets crunched down into savage world so there's there's just not as much content mechanics wise that needs to go in so a lot of that got shrunk down uh, rules wise as well that sounds good i like the sound of that because smaller book make it easier to read and that's who's your uh, artist uh, or artists and how did you approach the visual style and did you ever have any issues if you are employing multiple artists with consistency? Um, we have a lot of artists. So if you if we look in the in the core rules, I think we've got oh, there's well, there's probably close to thirty artists listed. Wow. Um, and we got them from all over the world, and we picked them honestly because we liked the way they drew things. Um, uh, we are not one of those game companies where, and we've taken some flack for this, but it was deliberate where. All of the art must look the same. We didn't do that. Battle Lords is about being diverse. It's one of the themes of the game, and we wanted the art to reflect that. So um, that making it all look the same was not our concern. Making it look cool uh, was our concern. And we did have art direction for those artists. Everything in Battle Lords is what we describe as a military functional aesthetic. Nothing, you know, nothing lights up or glows like you're in Tron. Because, oh, there they are running across the battlefield. You can see them. <laughs> How big is your reject file? I'm not sure I'm familiar with that. With like, that. A, like a file where it's like, oh, no, this is, someone sends, someone sends you a sketch. Oh, and like, yeah. Um, not very. We had a few where we had to have artists rework it or we said, you know, we're not going to be a good fit. Or we had some artists that said, you know, this isn't for me. But, you know, I guess we're probably 85, 90% of picking the artist and then having a good relate working relationship with them. And part of that is, like I said, I, I look at what they've done and the art directors look at what they've done and they're like, we like this person. Um, and then we kind of give them free reign. It's like, we hired you because we like what you do. Go do what you do. This is what we want you to draw, but go do it your way. Um, and so there's not, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of problems with that. Back to you, Paco. Well, I, 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 well, I've already asked pretty much everything um, that that I had to ask. That's the thing we've we've been chatting for for a while now. Um, we were we were kind of wrapping it up. So uh, now it's, it's, it's 
this is over to you. Um, you know, uh, just so you know the the, the, the difference between uh, Anthony and and Kerry. Apart of that, Kerry is way nicer. Um, uh, <laughs> she's going to be doing some streaming, uh, some some a couple of uh, showcase uh, games in in May, which I think is an absolutely brilliant idea to to support the the, the project um, and support the the crowdfunding. Um, so yeah, but well, you can ask anything you want. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Well, the uh, obviously doing with a system that as that's as or sorry, a setting that's as old as this. I actually can't remember if Savage World is actually that old. It's, I don't think it is. No, exactly. So, what what made you switch over to Savage World from whatever proprietary system it might have had to, to begin with? Um, we're still going to make Battle Wars Classic, so we're yeah. going to make that concurrently with Savage Battle Wars. Um, but we really just thought it was a good fit. It's adaptable enough. It could do everything we needed to do. There was already a process in place for people to do new settings for Savage Worlds, so we, we thought it was a good fit. And did you were, were other systems like Pathfinder, Starfinder, or Fate, did that ever go across your desk? Um, we, we discarded a lot of them pretty quickly on, either because they it, adapting them would have been too difficult or I don't want to say too difficult, but it would have been like, you know, the analogy I use is hammering a square peg into a round hole. Um, some are, are, are better suited for a battle or type setting than others. Um, and then others were discarded just because of personal preference. Like, you know, I don't really like that system. We're not going to use it. Um, but the, I think we settled, settled on Savage Worlds fairly quickly. Yeah, so when it comes to systems, sometimes we don't, we don't always get what we want. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought for my system in like five different rule sets initially. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? Savage World is just selling better than 13th Age. So I think I'll just ditch 13th Age, which is too bad because I like the system so much. So. Yeah, go ahead. Back to you, Paco. <laughs> well, no, again, I, I was about to say goodbye to pretty much everybody already because we, we already know about um, why the Savage World. Uh, we've talked about the diversity and the inclusion. We've talked about what, what makes uh, Carrie take about the game being an outsider in brackets about um, an outsider of the company, I, I mean, and, mm. and the game itself. And um, and the Kickstarter was is, is going to go uh, from mid April until mid May, so that that should be pretty good. So unless you, Chris, have something to say regarding the well, I'm the, sure you covered up what, what the potential funding goal will be. Yeah, I haven't asked that question. I normally don't ask that question, but now that you mention it, but mostly because between now and then things could change, and the funding goal could be different, uh, and and um, be modified or uh, modificated. Uh, but yeah, okay. Good question. What's the funding goal gonna be? We haven't said it yet. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly the reasons you said. We've used the same term for the last three books, and because of the geopolitical climate, they're no longer viable for mm. us as a printer. So we're having to look at different printers, which changes our turnaround time. Um, also, there any printer that's outside of the United States is telling us expect another month in shipping. So we're, we're uh, that's still in uh, in flux. But how we're planning to do the Kickstarter is if we reach a certain goal, if we reach our, our pledge goal, essentially the core rule of book at that point is funded. And then if we get to the next stretch goal, then the uh, Carnage Companion, which is like a player's handbook. Uh, will be funded, and then if we get to the, the third stretch goal, then the uh, setting guide will be funded. So we're, we're definitely trying to, at the minimum, get the core rules out there to people who, who are interested in it. And I would encourage anybody who's curious about the setting, um, I, I probably don't do it justice, uh, download the free quick start, either for Classic or or, uh, or Savage Battle Wars, and, and check it out. Um, we go over all the themes and, and uh, uh, and in uh, the setting, pretty well in those. Doesn't the uh, quick start also have example characters? Yeah, they're well, in like pre-rendered. Yeah, the in the uh, in the back there is a, a very short scenario um, where we uh, we put that in there so people can get used to how combat works in battle wars, and there are some pre-generated characters in there. That's that's wise. That that is very very wise indeed. And, I was just saying, to, get, to give people an example of how streamlined we went from classic Battle Wars to Savage Battle Wars, all our playtesters for Savage Battle Wars kept telling us, 
the scenario we put in the quick start rules is way too short. It's just like a primer. And we kept going, yeah, in Battle Wars, that takes four hours. <laughs> Did you have issues finding playtesters? Sorry? Did you ever, ever have issues with playtesters or finding them or getting uh, reliable feedback? It's always hard to find um, playtesters and good playtesters, but we've had a couple that were just amazing and went above and beyond. And they actually get, they were, they were so good and they gave us so many good ideas that we gave them author credit in the book for the mechanics. Nice. That's amazing. I mean, that, that is amazing because I think the, the work of playtesters more often than not is overlooked. So that the fact that you did that, wow, that kudos. Respect, man. Good. Well done. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm good. Right. In that case, um, thank you uh, both for, for being with me today. Carrie, I'm really, I am not usually uh, into uh, streamings because it's it's just something that I need to have an awful lot of attention span. I'm trying to listen mm -hmm. at work uh, and see if I can just listening as in, as in there being podcasts. Uh, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do with this because the fact that when I ask you the kind of story you just without even thinking about it, you just went chaos I thought oh fuck yeah <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 I have to listen to this one so that would be pretty pretty smashing and um, I would like to make a prediction of 578 backers that's way too low. You got to go with this. You got to go with four figures, man. You got to go. You got to have one thousand one hundred and five. That's going to be mine. That's my number. Okay. How how many, Carrie? How many do you think it's going to get? Mm, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I, I'm writing yeah, these you down. Know what? Let's so. do it. One thousand. <laughs> Don't you dare say one hundred fifty-one. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty. Okay. Chris, what was yours? 1,151. Now, see, at that point, Anthony, you should go, I want one because I'll be the closest without going over. That's right. <laughs> I think they had your best, but yeah. Okay, and Anthony, how many do you think you're going to get? Um, I will be thrilled if if it funds. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know. Shoot for the sky. Yeah, right. come on. <laughs> We're really hoping that because the Savage Worlds brings its own audience with it, that uh, it'll be a very successful campaign. I know people looking at the artwork um, are certainly drawn in uh, by it. Uh, and, and being able to, to just log on and, and watch Carrie do her thing. And if you haven't seen her do the Deadlands stuff, I would encourage anybody who's, who's listening or watching this, go watch the Deadlands I, actual plays she does for Savage Worlds. Um, they're amazing, and we're excited to see what she does with Battle Wars and what she does in the future because she's really good at it, and she's educating this old dinosaur about how actual play works <laughs> and all the stuff that goes on behind it, and she, she's amazing at it. So I would encourage everybody to check out uh, her, her other actual plays as well. I still haven't heard the number, though. For me? Yeah. Uh, in terms of backers? Yeah. Okay, well, let's say 2,300. All right. Okay, fair. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> I should have let's seen go. that coming. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> You're going to have digital and uh, physical printing uh, uh, gold, right? Like um, pledge levels, right? I yeah, it's, it's just whether you want just the PDF or whether you want both. Um, well, so there you go, exactly. Usually PDFs have a nice low price point. That's one thing that's different between board games and role-playing games. In board games, it's all about physical, 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 so the prices are always high. And with um, role-playing games, thankfully, there's always a, an inexpensive price point that everyone can jump into. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, thank you both so much uh, for, for being with me today. And thank you, Chris, for joining us, uh, which I know it, there, there were good reasons for not joining us sooner. Uh, but I appreciate that very... My computer turned off. And my computer is so defective that if I turn it off, it takes 45 minutes to turn back on. I need a new machine, but I am what do you call poor. Okay. So, uh, it was supposed to be my power source, and I know hopefully with my with 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 uh, now that the, the wife has a, a pay raise and, and I have two Kickstarters coming out in the next six months, that maybe I'll be able to actually get a new computer. Uh, one thing: if you buy an Apple, I will stop talking to you. Um, I will not buy an Apple. I good. will be buying a PC, and I have to take out a loan because the video card is probably going to cost ten thousand dollars. What? 
cryptocurrency jerkwad. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that rant. No, you're <laughs> not. I'm, I'm not in my podcast. Peace off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Anthony, thank you seriously very, very much indeed. This, is, uh, this has been very good. And um, Anthony is being overdue. Because uh, we should have done this a very long time ago. Let's let's face it. Uh, and Kerry, thank you for inspiring me to actually take a, a closer look at some some streamings and some some games, which uh, I hope will be really good fun. And I'm very much looking forward to what you do. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Thanks for having us, Kerry. Yeah. I'll come on time next time. <laughs> oh. Pfft. Thank you very much indeed for listening. The GMS Magazine podcast is produced by Paco Garcia with the help from Chris Diaz and Martin Reed. The music has been composed by Kev Atzet. Um, we truly appreciate you being there. Please get in touch. Find us on Twitter. I am at GMS Magazine and Chris is Diaz X Machina. We'd love to hear what you think, so by all means do send us your comments and once again if you want to come to the show if you want us to review your game where it is whether whatever it is a board game or a role-playing game we would love to hear from you but until the next time thank you very much indeed for being there and we will talk to you very very soon take care